I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check it inside. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to another podcast where we'll be I'll be bringing words and teachings that will inspire you and transform your lives hallelujah but before we go on I'd like us to pray father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we worship you we honor you we adore you Lord, we thank you for an opportunity like this us to be inspired by your word to be informed, to be reformed, and to be transformed. We ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit, and our lives will never be the same again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, um, the church of Jesus Christ exist on earth for two basic reasons hallelujah now we go to church for two basic reasons the world thinks the church is not important but the church is very very important very important hallelujah the church is very important the church the bible says is the house of god hallelujah so I see where the church of Jesus Christ is God's residence here on earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says Jacob found himself at a certain place. And the Bible says he took stones in that place. And while he took stones in that place, he made pillows out of the stone and he slept there. And while he was there, the Bible says he had a dream and he saw God. He saw a staircase ascend right up to heaven and angels were ascending and descending on the staircase. And at the very top of it, God was there and God spoke to him. And when he woke up, he said, this is the house of God and the gate of heaven. The gate of heaven. In other words, the house of God is the gate of heaven. And I think we should look there now because this is very important. Genesis chapter 28. And I'm reading from verse 16. Genesis 28 verse 16. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep. And he said, the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. This is the house of God. 
and it is the gate of heaven. In other words, the house of God is the gate of heaven. If you want to go into heaven, you must pass through its gate, which is the house of God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Now, if you go to the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 3, and verse 15, I want you to see something there. 1 Timothy, chapter 3, and verse 15. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Remember what we read in Genesis 28, verse 17. It says, this is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So the house of God is the gate of heaven. Now, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15 says, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou ought to behave thyself in the house of God. Hallelujah. How you ought to behave yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God the pillar and ground of the truth, the house of God, which is the church of the living God. Hallelujah. Remember, the house of God is the gate of heaven. And now Paul the apostle by the spirit of God is telling us that the house of God is the church of Jesus Christ. So the church is the gate of heaven. No one can get to heaven without the church. Do you understand that now? The church is the gate of heaven. So if you will be born again, somebody from the church must preach the gospel to you. Hallelujah. How was the church born? Jesus chose 12 disciples and from the 12, many more were raised. And he gave them the message. The Spirit of God came and the Bible says he breathed upon them and said, receive the Holy Ghost. And the church was born. Jesus being the head of the church. Hallelujah. So anyone that receives the message through those that Jesus ordained automatically becomes a member of the church. So it is impossible for you to be born again outside of the church. The church is the gate of heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So one of the most important purposes of the church of Jesus Christ is for the salvation of men. Hallelujah. The salvation of men. In the church, people are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. They are translated from darkness to light. Hallelujah. The Bible says you have passed from death unto life. How did that happen? The church of Jesus Christ. The gate of heaven. Hallelujah. So number one purpose of the church is for the salvation of men. For people to be saved. From people to come out of the world into the word. Hallelujah. That's the number one purpose. So as the church, we reach out to the unsaved and tell them there is a better life. There is a higher life. There is a greater life when you come to Christ. Hallelujah. There is a greater life when you come to Christ. Praise God. 
And now, when people come to the church of Jesus Christ, when they have received Jesus and they are now saved, the next thing the church is there for is to maintain the salvation that has been received. Because as a matter of fact, it is possible for you to be saved but lose your salvation. It's possible. It's just like buying a brand new car. Buying a car and owning the car is one thing. But the next thing you need to do is to maintain the car. Hallelujah, you have to maintain the car. Number one, while driving, you have to drive carefully. And then number two, you have to look out. If the car has some problems, you have to fix it for the car to function properly. So it's one thing to buy the car and own it. It's another thing to maintain the car. Hallelujah. If you don't maintain the car, you eventually you will lose it. Hallelujah. In the same way, it's one thing to get salvation. It's another thing to maintain the salvation. That's why after being born again, we don't just run away from church. We get involved in church for the maintenance of our salvation. We fellowship one with another. We hear the word of God that will keep us. You know, the word of God is the fuel of our spirit. If you don't put um, gas in the car, the car is going to stop. It's not going to function. So every time you come to the house of God, as it where you are fueled, you receive gas for you to be able to continue moving. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, one of the things that the devil uses, one of the major things that the devil uses against God's people for them to lose their salvation is accusations. Accusations. Hallelujah. Accusations. I said it so many times that God is a lawyer and he operates by laws and principles. But guess what? The devil is also a lawyer. He understands the laws and principles only that he knows how to twist. He is a corrupt lawyer. Do you understand that? He is a lawyer, all right. He understands the law. He understands the constitution of heaven very well. But he is a corrupt lawyer. He knows how to twist it to deceive people. Hallelujah. Now God said to Adam and Adam, you know, before God created Adam, he said, now let us create man in our image and after our likeness. And God created man in his image and likeness. What does that mean? Man was like God already. But when he was tempted, the devil was tempting Eve. What did he say to Eve? Has God said you should not eat of this tree? Eve said, oh, God said we shouldn't even touch it. We shouldn't eat or even touch it. God said, and the devil said, God deceived you. He deceived you. For God knows that the day you eat of this tree, you will be like God. Huh? But they were already like God. Hallelujah. They were already like God. He took that thing and twisted it. He said, your eyes will be open and you'll be like God. Hallelujah. It was information that they were not ready to receive that will cause their destruction. 
So the devil, though he's a lawyer, he's a corrupt lawyer. He understands the constitution of heaven. He understands the law very well, but he twists it. And I said one of the major ways in which the devil uses against God's people is accusation. And when he's bringing those accusations, he comes with facts. It will seem so real. It will seem so real. Yes, there are some things that you did and he will bring those things against you with evidence. Hallelujah. And that's why it's important for you to know the word for yourself. What has God said? Hallelujah. See, the devil understands. I was talking about the now word of God recently, the Rema word of God. There are some things that God said in the past, but they are not relevant for today. Hallelujah. There are things that God said in the past, but they are not relevant for today. A very good example is the soul that sinned shall die. In the Old Testament, if you sinned, you died. Hallelujah. There was no, there was no mercy. If you sinned, you died. And that's why everyone that died in the Old Testament, they all went to Hades. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament. And that's another day's teaching. Glory to Jesus. But in the new, after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, things have changed. The Bible says, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Hallelujah. He said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Things have changed. It's not the way it used to be before. Hallelujah. But guess what? The devil will still take from the old and say, oh, look at you. You just did so and so thing. You will die. You will die. After all, the Bible says the soul that sinned shall die. You have sinned. Therefore, you deserve to die. And if you don't know the word, if you don't know the now word of God, you'll be carried away by those lies and you'll fall for it. Hallelujah. Something similar happened in the Galatian church. Hallelujah. And I want us to go to Galatians chapter 3 from verse 1. We'll pick some verses to read. Galatians 3 verse 1. It says, Oh foolish Galatians. Wow. Paul, Paul used a very strong word here. He says, Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. You see what I'm saying? He said, you were there. Jesus, you heard of it. Jesus was crucified before you. He has paid the ultimate price. It's no longer the way it used to be before. Verse 2, this only will I learn of you. Did you receive the Spirit by the words of the law? by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Did you receive the Holy Spirit by doing the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? 
He goes on, are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? If it be yet in vain. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They started out in the spirit. But now they want to end up in the flesh by trying to obey the works of the law. Hallelujah. Verse 5 says, He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit and walketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Even as Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him, accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that, that they which are of faith, the same are children of Abraham. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Those that are of faith are the children of Abraham. It's not by the works of the law. Some people feel that God loves them because they don't steal, they don't lie, they don't gossip, they don't um, fornicate, they don't do this and they don't do that. No, those are the works of the law. The blessings of the Spirit don't come by the fulfillment of the works of the law. Obeying the law, that's not what brings the Spirit. Look at verse 10. It says, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. People don't understand this. When you try to do it by your works, there is a curse already. Why? What is the curse? It says, for it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of of the law to do them so if you are under the law you are preaching in the law for example if you don't fulfill all the laws there is a curse you are cursed so if you are obeying let's say there are and if you read the bible honestly in the book of leviticus there are so many laws hundreds of them maybe so many laws and you have to obey every one of them to the letter. If you miss one of the laws, even though you obey all the rest, you are cursed. Hallelujah. So look at verse 11. Verse 11 says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, for it is evident for the just shall live by faith. No man is justified. Because the truth is that it is absolutely impossible to keep all the laws. It's impossible. No man was able to keep all the laws. That's why the Bible says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. And that's why Jesus came. Glory to God. That's why he came. Because even though the Bible says the law was righteous, but we couldn't keep up with it. Hallelujah. So today, it's no longer by our good deeds. It's no longer by us trying to keep the law. It's by faith. Trusting in the finished work of Christ. 
trusting in the finished work of Christ. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus died and was raised from the dead for your justification, you shall be saved. Hallelujah. And it's not about obeying the works of the law. What happened with the Galatian church actually? After they had received Christ, they were born again. They had received the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, having a great fellowship. Not long after, some Jews came and began to persuade them that they had to be circumcised. But if they don't go through the ritual of circumcision, they will not make it. They, they were not saved. And they began to bring those messages of the law, trying to make them understand that they needed to obey the law. And because of that, it began to affect the faith of many. Hallelujah. If you look at verse 13, it says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every man, everyone that hangeth on a tree. Hallelujah. So though Jesus was sinless, he didn't commit any sins whatsoever. He chose to go to the cross. He could have chosen any kind of death. But he chose to go on the cross because there was a curse. The Bible says, Cursed is every man that hangeth on a tree. So he took our place. He was cursed for us. He took the curse of the law for us that we might go scot-free. So all we need today is to believe that Jesus died for us and he took our place. And when we do that, we will find ourselves naturally walking in the ways of God. It's not a struggle anymore. You're not going to struggle to not do this wrong. To not, you're not going to find yourself struggling because you trust in the finished work of salvation in what Jesus did. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that's what the church of Jesus Christ is for. To keep pushing the right knowledge of God's word into your spirit to teach you the right word to maintain your salvation so you don't lose it hallelujah glory to god i've had many times people contact me and say pastor i've gone through so and so thing i did this i did that and i feel like god doesn't love me i feel like god has given up on me they start saying all those things and i said relax what does the bible say he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Like never means never. Never means not ever. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And he didn't give any conditions. He didn't say, except you do so and so thing. No, I will never leave you nor forsake you. What if I sin? He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's there. If you would only trust him. The Bible says, let us run to the shepherd and the bishop of our souls. He said, come, come, let us go, go, come to the throne of grace. 
that you may obtain mercy. If you are in need of mercy, there is a throne of grace. Go and obtain mercy. Go and collect mercy. If you need mercy, go get it. Let me tell you something. Have you realized that the God we serve, he's the one, he's the one who knows all things. He knows everything. And before you were born, he knew all the mistakes you'd ever make. Even right now, God knows the mistakes you'll make a week from now. A year from now, he knows everything. But in spite of that, he still loves you. There is nothing that you're going to do today that will come to God as a surprise. Because he knows all things. So in spite of your weaknesses and all those things, he still chose to love you. He said, I've loved you with an everlasting love. He said, behold, what manner of love the Father has given unto us that we should be called the sons of God, the children of God. Hallelujah. So what? Don't be sin conscious. Don't set your focus on, I don't want to do this, I don't want to sin. Don't focus on those things. Focus on developing a better relationship with God. Hallelujah. And as you do that, naturally, by the Spirit, you will find yourself doing the things that please God. Obedience of the law is not what pleases God. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is faith. So no matter what, I trust God. The God who saved me from sin, I trust him. Hallelujah. I trust him. For your information, I want you to realize that God, throughout scriptures, he never called a perfect person. Look through your Bible. God never called perfect people. In fact, Jesus said, they that are whole do not need physicians. If you are perfect, you don't need God. So he came for people with weaknesses. He came for helpless people. That's why he said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. So if while you are trying, you're, 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 you're running the Christian race, if somewhere along the line you fell, mistakenly get up. Don't stay down. Get up and move on. Get up and move on. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. What do you think the Holy Spirit is there for? He is our comforter, our helper. Comfort what? When you need it. Times like that. Have you ever been in a situation that maybe you did something wrong and you started feeling so bad and so terrible? You feel like you, you've... you've, you've gone against God and God will never forgive you. And then the Spirit of God will speak to you if you're listening. Say, listen, the blood of Jesus covers that, that sin as well. Forgive yourself. Get up and move on. The Bible says the righteous man will fall seven times, but he'll get up again. Hallelujah. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. It is by grace. It's the grace of God. 
Hallelujah. Those who you look at and you think they are spiritual giants and they are standing strong in faith, it is the grace of God. It's not because of their works. It's the grace of God. Hallelujah. And even you, if you will stand, it is by the grace of God. So stop depending on your personal abilities and how you are able to resist this and resist that. No. Trust in God to help you in the Christian walk. Trust Him. Live your life one day at a time. Trust in Him on a daily basis. If you find out that you've deviated from the way, come back. Come back. And let Him help you on that journey. Hallelujah. And that's what the church of Jesus Christ is there to help you with. As you keep fellowshipping in the presence of God, you come to the house of God. First of all, you got born again through the church. And then you keep coming to the house of God where you keep receiving words and teachings that will continue to furnish your spirit. So you remain in Christ. If you fail, you will hear the word say, no, get up. You can make it. Keep going. Don't stop. Keep going. Hallelujah. That's what the church of Jesus Christ is for. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25, it says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. So make it as a point of duty. Every time you're supposed to be in a Christian gathering, whether physically or online, make sure you are present. Hallelujah. You know, I've had this argument. Some people have said there is nothing like online church because we must be present physically. And I said, no. And the Lord told me, he said, no, that's not it. He told me clearly, he said, that's not it. And he told me clearly, he said, for example, Paul had an online church. His church was an, he didn't have internet in his day. In his day, it was letter writing. So he wrote the sermons and he sent it. And the people gathered together and they read the sermons to them. That was how the churches of Paul were conducted. Hallelujah. And the churches worked. In our day, the Bible says in the last days, knowledge shall increase. That's what we experience in technology. Because of technology, we can be in one place and we're preaching and people are listening to us all over the world. And we should take advantage of it. Hallelujah. So today, whether it's a physical church where you're supposed to be present physically or it's an online church where you can participate, an online community, no one calls social media. It's a community of people meeting in cyberspace. Hallelujah. So whichever one it is, make sure you are there when you're supposed to be there so that you hear those words, those teachings that will inspire you and bless you. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. So it's important. Number one, the salvation of your soul. If you are already born again, the first part has been fulfilled. But the devil is not going to sit back and watch you enjoy the benefits of salvation. He'll do anything possible to draw you out of the way. And that's why you need to be in the house of God 
to hear the word constantly that will help you maintain the salvation that you have received. Hallelujah. Praise God. So if for some reason you are listening to me right now, came across this video, this, this message, and you've not made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, I think now is a good time for you to pray that prayer and let Jesus come into your heart. I want you to say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I open up my heart and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Wash me with your blood and make me clean. From now, I declare that I am a child of God. I am born again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. With a prayer as simple as that, you are now a member of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Glory to Jesus. And that's the number one purpose of the church. Glory to Jesus. And for those who are already born again, you've already received Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life. I'd like us to pray this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you for your people. Thank you because the entrance of your word has brought light to them. Now they understand that the devil is the accuser of the brethren and that you knew every mistake that they could make, but you still love them and you've loved them with an unconditional love. Father, I thank you because your hand is mighty upon them. And Lord, they will continue to walk in your word, being led by your spirit on a daily basis and they will not fall for the temptations or the accusations of the enemy in the name of Jesus. For your word says the path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more onto the perfect day. In other words, things will keep getting better for them in the name of Jesus. The Lord, you will take them from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from victory to victory, and that your angels will always be busy about them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. And the people said, Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So, I'm sure you've, you've been blessed. You've heard the word of God. Glory to God. Don't give up on your Christian race. Keep moving. If you fell before, get up on your feet and continue to run the race. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I'm going to come to you again with more words and teachings that will inspire you and bless your spirit. But until I come to you again, keep living in the atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye.
Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.